Let's pretend that this isn't advice. And I'm Erin, and I'm not giving you advice. It's it's not advice. I can't help myself <laughs> give advice. I don't mean to. I don't want to. I want you to be able to live your life, but I know how to do it. I'm a huge know-it-all, and this is where I practice not giving advice to people. Except I totally give advice to them. I'm a lawyer turned professional certified coach, and I just happen to give the best advice. But this is a podcast, not a coaching session, so I obviously don't do that here, except I do. This is not advice with Erin Conlon, your know-it-all lawyer coach friend. This is not advice. I'm so excited to have have my first guest for my first podcast ever. It's Janice Rodriguez. Janice and I have known each other for half a decade. She is a comedian and an entrepreneur, um, a total badass of a woman. Janice and I have a lot in common. Mostly we started as old women in comedy, which is a young boys club, just a bunch of dudes running around going from bar to bar. But what we're learning as we get older is uh, how much we want our life to be enjoyable. And so this conversation is a little bit about that, a little bit about what success is, and I hope that you really enjoy it. Hi, Janice. Hey, Erin. How are you? Uh, <laughs> I am super happy to have you here. My uh, first guest on my awesome podcast called This Is Not Advice, <laughs> where I work really hard to not be a know-it-all. <laughs> Well, I give you advice, but frame it as something else completely. Yeah, no, it's it's not advice. Anything I say is not advice. You're laughing while you're saying it. You don't even <laughs> believe what you're saying. No, I totally don't. This is our truth. This is where we start off in the truthness, the good stuff. I love it. It's cool. Yeah, anyway. Listen, you have a, a wide variety of knowledge of things. It's... Yeah. And when you see somebody doing something like, you know, I know. I mean, like I always just have that little piece of, Oh, that's not legal. Right. Or <laughs> oh, that'll get you two to 10 in the pen. Right. <laughs> or, Oh, just love yourself a little bit more and things might be easier for you. <laughs> How do those two sides of your brain work together? Like the legal analytical, like you have statutes in this side, then you're like, this side, you need some sage and deep breathing. <laughs> like, how do you melt these two together? Why do they have to be distinct? <laughs> Why can't we go into court with some sage? Maybe the world would be a better place. I bet you it probably would, like, clean all that juju after each case. Right? <laughs> Maybe part of the problem is that people are getting mixed together energetically. See? That's the that's the uh, school to prison pipeline. Just hasn't been saged. <laughs> Guys, it's not racism. It's <laughs> the lack of sage. That's what it is. It's not unfair sentencing. It's um, we need more tarot cards and crystals, guys. This is what we need. Yeah. <laughs> or some Palo Santo. Exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. Focus. Enough dicking around. <laughs> Who are you, Janice Rodriguez? <laughs> Someone who wants to somehow link Sage with the U.S. court system. Um, I am a person in flux right now, but all good. Um, good kind of flux. So I am a small business owner slash wife slash sister slash daughter slash friend slash comedian slash writer 
slash all the slashes slash 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 <laughs> queen of the so side project. <laughs> oh my god, that is a great Twitter bio. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I might just be the princess right now, but I'm trying to be queen. Like this is I know you're you're totally this is my goal. <laughs> yeah, actually, my husband and I were just I'll, I'll call him Keith because you know him. Um mm-hmm. but people there's like no frame, like who's Keith? Um we're just talking about that. And I was like, hey, don't call my my side projects hobbies because I don't know why there's a negative connotation. <laughs> like a hobby to me is knitting. Like these side projects, I know they're not. Okay, so that goes back to something we've talked about before. My attachment to money and things I do. And like mm-hmm. also understanding that there can be other forms of enjoyment that aren't necessarily like monetary. So it kind of goes back to that. I'm like, hey, but it's really not a hobby. It's something that I think are building blocks to something that I'm supposed to be going towards. And hopefully the plan is it will be revenue generating because we're living in a capitalist society and I still have to have a roof over my head. Mm-hmm. But yep. Again, not making that the only drive. And so I think he's even having a hard time wrapping his head around that because I've been a person who's very much like, success is measured by money. And that's bad. <laughs> is it bad? Nothing's bad or good. I know you want to say yeah, something. Give me some good. advice. I know you're, I see you. Yep, that was it. That <laughs> was, you saw my face. My face was, there's no such thing as good or bad, Denise. There just see? is. Right. <laughs> I can't help it. I so much <laughs> advice to give. <laughs> I love it. It comes from a good place, though. I, I, people listen to you. It's fine. <laughs> My favorite thing about this, though, is that you know I'm holding back. No, like you, <laughs> you're like twitching. You're like, let me say it. Let me say it. Like happened the shakes. Like what's going on? <laughs> Just be who you are. You're an advice giver. You're trying to hold back. Uh, yeah. But yeah. That's well, the whole. That's the so, whole thing. That's it in a nutshell. <laughs> so tell me about a few of your side projects or all oh, of them. Number fifty. I'll be here for two hours. Well, no. So um, the the main thing that you know that I've had for a minute is Las Locas Comedy. So that was our monthly comedy show um, here in Chicago. But then obviously, again, kind of silver lining to the Rona, we were able to bring it online and kind of hook back up with people we we've met over the years that lived in different places that we couldn't have them come to Chicago for a $20, you know, show. got some free beer. Will you come fly to do our show? Of course not. So again, silver linings on that. And we were able to do like a, um, a live Facebook, um, we call it Las Locas Live. Earlier on, I was doing like a recorded thing, but then I realized, ooh, sorry. Do you see that? Okay. Cool. Um, so then later, I mean, over the summer, then we were doing kind of streaming and then recording it. And then I was supposed to edit it. And then me and editing don't get along. <laughs> I'm learning now, though, so I'm good. So that was another thing. Um, then the, the whole long-term goal of mine from like a year ago was to, I just started seeing that like, like there's a hippy-dippy side to me, right? We just had a whole conversation about Sage. And I just mm-hmm. really thought, too, given the whole context of last year and the last couple of years politically, like racially, like I'm like it's cool to be a comedian because you can like make light of these things, say things in a way that makes people think, but it's not like threatening or like in your face. But you know, if you get a laugh, you're like, ah, oh, crap, that, that kind of makes some sense, you know, obviously not with everybody, 
And so I just started seeing that. I thought, thought we had like a, a slightly, like a little bit of a higher purpose than just making a joke, you know? So that's where Las Locas Life came in. And I was like, okay, I want to do this like thing where we're blogging and writing and creating a community and podcasting and doing all the things. So that's the other thing. And that's kind of just getting into motion now. On top of that, I took a freelance gig because my business went to the the shitter. Because, <laughs> you know, yep. you can't just sit there and uh, hand people samples when there's a uh, international pandemic. Um, so I'm taking some freelance stuff. The business is starting to slowly come back. Obviously, people are getting vaccinated. Um, and please tell me that's it. I think that's it for now. And then dabbling in, in the writings and dabbling and trying to figure out, you know, is that like the thing? Can I... F- can I freelance and do that so I can stay in that creative mindset instead of going back to like the other side of my brain, which is soul killing, <laughs> which is highly organized yet soul killing. Um, and I just feel like it's so hard for me. Maybe it's, I'm getting older. I just, it's really hard for me to make that switch. Mm-hmm. I had a similar experience. It was yeah. just like I made good money as a lawyer mm-hmm. and I hated how I was spending my time. Like I was just like at 50 hours a week. I do not like how I'm spending my day. Mm-hmm. And so I just mm-hmm. really like, I'm always a huge fan of when people choose to uh, follow their dreams. No, I really admire you. I mean, that's a big change. Like it's a big, like, I know we're not like, I hate, cause I, I like struggle with this. Cause, um, Cause I'm not like a money driven person. I don't like, I'm wearing a sweat. Like I'm not like a money. Pr- I don't wear designer stuff. I like my car is like 17 years old. Like I'm not somebody who's like flossing. Like it's just not my bag. Like it's not my style. Like um, I think you and I are similar. We're more experience oriented. Like mm-hmm. we both took like the same exact vacation. You went first. Thanks for the advice. But like I will. Yeah. That's where I will spend money on. I just don't want to wait to live my life. Um, yeah, me, so yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other thing is I like to be comfortable. <laughs> I know that like, is that wrong? Right. Exactly. But I, like, I want to be able to have my house at a temperature that I like not keep it cold because I'm worried about paying for heat. And, you mm-hmm. know, I know that other people in the world have that experience. Right. No, I know. And but it's kind of like. And I do recognize the privilege and the ability of us to be able to be like, wow, we can make a career change. We could, we could kind of change our life midstream. Um, there's a lot of freedom in that. And I know some people don't have that because they have a lot of different obligations, children, um, you know, sick relatives, whatever, or, you know, again, it's like, if you're the one holding the insurance, you know, unfortunately, like mm-hmm. you got to keep that job because you're paying your company's paying the insurance for four kids. Like, I mean, I get it. I don't know. I don't know at this. So I have started referring to the pandemic as the great reset. Love it. I feel that way Thanks. too. Okay. You can, you can use it. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Hashtag. Um, yeah, use the use the hashtag. <laughs> no, it's true. But go ahead, continue. Continue. I want to hear you hear your thoughts on it. Well, so prior to the pandemic, Andrew Yang's universal basic basic income, I was like, that's a I don't know if that's a good idea. That sounds like a not good idea, but okay, let's see. And since then I'm like, 
Oh, I can see how a thousand dollars a month for every single family, more or less, would take like poverty levels and move everyone up. Right, but they don't want to move everybody up. Well, not the overlords. Right. But yeah, it just gives me a, a, a different perspective on what money is and why we use it and how. Wow. No, you're you're correct. Um, hmm. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like would people really be doing what they're doing if it wasn't? I mean, this whole system is set up a certain way, mm-hmm. and and I've kind of been writing this joke about how there's this big. This whole thing has been a baby bust. I don't know if you've been reading about that. Mm-hmm. They thought it'd be a boom. They thought everyone would be home making sweet, sweet love to each other, apparently. And that did not happen. <laughs> and so there's like 300 to 500,000 less people being born. But that's part of like a continuing trend. Like Gen Z on, they're like, they're like pushing childbirth and they're having like one if they're having one. So it's like this big thing. And, uh, and like, you know, environmentalists are like, great, less people. And like the capitalists are like, no, we need your worker bees. <laughs> and that's really like, that's the whole thing. And then, so they're like, there's not enough people going to pay in social security. Like, and I was like, yeah, because the whole system is messed up. <laughs> like, like it's fundamentally messed up that like, you're not, it's not going to be able to keep up with the times and the trends and the things, you know, the way people want to live their life. And I admire this, this new generation coming up. They're not taking crap. The ones that are like, you are ruining everything. Yes. Because they're like, we're not taking crap. We don't want to, we're not going to work this way. Their values are like, they're like from the jump, like, like aligning their values with where they work, how they live, you know? And, um, as much as I'm like, oh, I hate you because you guys have choices. I admire them and I'm, I'm happy for them and they'll, they'll make the change. <clears throat> what I think is kind of cool is how the that younger generation is affecting us. Right. Like even the internalized misogyny that we've carried with mm-hmm. us for our whole lives and they're pointing to now and we're kind of like, "Ugh." Right. You're so right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I've just been accepting this. Um I mean, obviously, reluctantly accepting it. It's I mean, you got to be in a place of power to make change and uh um, yeah, no, they're bringing all of this up. I mean, and they're like, no, we're not like, we're not taking it. Like, we don't want to take it. We're not going to like, we don't have to like, and I think they are not as focused on money. They're more, more focused on being happy. And if in a capitalist society, that is not good. <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean, well, long-term, much- like economists and like, they're like, Ooh, if we, cause you know, that's like this whole gig economy has been, you know, booming. And I, we kind of make fun of it. I'm like, Oh, you got 10 jobs, but they're like, ah, I'd rather do this than like sit in a cubicle and have you treat me like crap <laughs> just for right. this. So it's like, we're going to have to start changing our society t- to what, you know, what's happening. I think, like you said, it's a, it's a great reset, but it's also going to be a really great shift and it's coming and people are freaking out. <laughs> Do you find like among your peers and stuff that they're freaking, that people are freaking out? No, I think the older people are. Mm-hmm. I think like it's a lot of that. Back in my day, <laughs> you know, and just like back in my day, we just let people be super racist, right. and homophobic, and transphobic, and misogynistic. We used to just grab boobies wherever we wanted. Um, <laughs> why do I do that accent too? Um, but. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I'm picturing somebody very specific when I say that. No, but seriously, oh, there was something. Yeah, that's what it was. There was like some meme the other day and Keith and I were laughing about it because it was like, oh, something about like, you guys are so, something about the Pepe Le Pew thing and all that. And it's like, da 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 And it was like, you guys make a big deal about everything. And I was like, oh, but you guys wouldn't share a, you wouldn't share a, a water faucet with your black neighbor. Black people. Like, yeah, like, what? Like, we make a big deal about everything. You guys made a big freaking deal about everything. Like, yeah, so like, it's hilarious. It's inconsequential. Pepe Le Pew was rapey. Sorry. It was. It was. He was rapey. He was following people. Pepe Le Pew is not the guy that you invite to your party. Right. Pepe Le Pew is like, is oh, I take what I want. You know, and it's weird. He's a skunk. The chick's a cat. Like, I mean, the whole thing. Fine. Is it that big of a deal in the whole scheme of life? No, but that's what's so funny about it. It's like, it's it's almost like a distraction. But then you're also missing the point of like, don't you see how it's kind of screwed up now? But that people will sit mm-hmm. there and try to argue this cancel culture. And I was like, oh my God, like it's, it's so, it's so dumb. It's not dumb. That part of it is that the dumb, the fact that you can't see, but you could also be like, Hey, it's not that big of a deal, but I can see that it's, but you would rather fight that it's, like, Puppy Le Pew is your friend. Like, he's a fictional character. <laughs> like, what? You... Oh, my God. How how often do you have an experience where, like, you start thinking about money and then it turns into society and then you're like, I am never going to have the life that I want. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we jumped from Puppy Le Pew to this. <laughs> oh, really? Welcome to my Yeah, friend. exactly. Um no, it's, it's, it's so weird. Like Keith and I were just talking about this. That's why I'm like, I'm like, dude, stop. Like I am, it's something I am working on. I'm trying to separate. Okay. I'm not in the head in my clouds enough to be like, if you do what you love, the money will come. We know that that's not always true. Right? Like you and I are sensible mm-hmm. people. We know that you have to do certain things to make that happen. Right. And also sometimes it's just not your time. It's not the right idea. You don't have the right resources for whatever reason, right? We both have have businesses and have done well and had times when we weren't doing well and whatever. You know what I mean? Totally. So you get it. Some of it's mm-hmm. timing. Some of it is wrong mix of services and pricing, the market, a pandemic. There's some things that are in and out of your control. Got that. So I'm not in the clouds about that. Um, but I also want to... I want to, God, I wish I could take it just a little bit more out of the equation. Unfortunately, it's like the number two thought. (laughs) It's like, cool, I want to do this, but what do I have to do on this side or how long can I not make, you know, what changes am I going to have to make in my life to make that happen? Because I'm just not going to make the money I used to make. Mm. Eventually, maybe, but maybe not. I don't know. Maybe it's going to have to be a hybrid of things. Maybe I'm still going to have to keep my business smaller. Maybe I have to make adjustments. Maybe I have to get out of that completely and like go work somewhere else. Nine to five. Oh God, I don't want to. But if I had to like for a little while or just something that maybe was a little bit more, you know, I'm, I'm in an industry where it takes my nights and weekends too. So mm-hmm. how can you do comedy at night when you're also working at night? So, you know what I mean? It's going to take a change. Yeah. But it also sounds like you are way more than just a comedian. You are like creating a brand and you're creating a place and a community. And like, yeah, you might show up at a couple of places a few times a week in order to give people the experience of live laughter. But I kind of see a ton of opportunity for you to like live into this vision that you have. 
cool. Wake me up in the morning and tell me that. Just whisper in my ear. Today's your day. <laughs> I believe in Well, you. since this is being recorded, yes. you can take this 30-second segment and have that be your alarm. There we go. I believe in you. You can live into your this vision. Exactly. Dreams. I need all of them. <laughs> Every day is a gift. Just whisper all weird. <laughs> all weird and it's sexy. Like um no, I appreciate that. That is that is the plan. I mean, that is the the overall vision. Obviously, I got to break it down into some steps. Um, and again, it just it's, it goes back to like I never even tried. I just didn't. It's been kind mm-hmm. of it's been a half ass try. It hasn't been, and I get it's scary. I have a friend who's doing an Etsy business. Another friend, it's like at some point you're like, if I'm going to give this a go, I got to really give it a go. Like. It happens in every business. It even happened when I was still doing promos and managing stuff and then starting the staffing business. And um, at one point I was like, it's too much. Like something's got to give. And it was like now or never again. Perfect. Like timing, you know, the whole equation, everything came together at that moment. Um, That's kind of where we're at now. Forced by Corona. By, yeah. By homegirl Corona. I don't want to be a girl. She's a man. She's a white man. Coronavirus is <laughs> <laughs> Corona. Corona. Corona is still pun- pinching booties in elevators. Back in my day. Corona looks down your shirt. Exactly. <laughs> I dropped this pencil on the floor. Meredith. So weird. Corona, like Corona, Corona gets, super, gets super close to you when you're walking down the street. For no at reason. Night and you're like, are you are you bad? Right. You're probably bad, right? Probably. <laughs> But you won't know till I take you home. Hey, Corona. You're not, it's an asymptomatic version of a bad guy. <laughs> also, he went like kind of Bill Clinton there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> outside of money. <laughs> so what is wrong with me? So many things. Outside of like, money. <laughs> what, what, what do you need in order to like dive in fully? Ooh, excellent question. Um, I know it sounds dumb because everyone's like, of course, but it would be time then. I don't mind putting the work in. Like I really don't. I like you worked 50 plus hours a week for like 10 years straight. Um, and only took those two weeks a year. That's when I would like try to get the hell out of the country. Cause it's the only way I could turn my phone off. Um, uh, you can't reach me because there's no data in, in the uh, middle of, of right. <laughs> I'm literally like in a cruise looking at rhinoceroses right now. Rhinoceroses? Rhinos? I'm just going to say rhinos. Rhinos. <laughs> Rhinoceri? I don't know what the plural is. Um, Let me text my South African friend real yeah, quick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, I hate you. Um, also, they love you. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, but see, that's the thing. Like you and I, right, used to bill hours. I never build hours, but I would have to build that in when I was quoting stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So we're used to like a time, money equation a time money relationship and literally it's like this isn't quote unquote worth my time it isn't that you know and i've had to break that a little bit because also i don't have like unlimited resources to pay someone to edit something or things like that like i'm like i'll just teach myself mm-hmm. but down the road that would be something Oop, let's delegate that out you know what i mean um totally. and so yeah it's 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 that and it's just knowing that i'm going to have to do a lot of stuff up front on my own and I, I mean, I definitely have people I could tap into. But then again, it's like 
that's where the money thing comes in. Like, for example, for Las Locas Life, I'm about, like, this week, I'm about to ask, like, some really talented people if they could, like, give me some material for free. <laughs> like, they got some old blogs they can dust off. Maybe they have something they're kind of working on that they just haven't put out there. Or I can repost something that they've already done. And that's a mm-hmm. lot. Because a lot of these people I work with are actually paid writers. Um, and I'm just kind of hoping they're, like, down to support and try to get this thing off the off the ground. And I need to get, like, 12 to 15 pieces of content before the site goes live. My web person's mm-hmm. like, uh, hey, where's that uh, stuff for the actual thing we're doing? <laughs> I'm like, oops. Um, he's like, or you could write it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to write a few things, but not like all the things. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a whole thing. So it's kind of like, can I get some people on board trying to convince, trying to pull this whole thing together? And I'm a little behind the eight ball on that. So that that would just take time. That's just straight up time, me following up, me it's a lot of that project management slash coordinating slash even reaching out to people I don't know. Like you'll see that. I'm sure maybe mm-hmm. you're going to follow people on social media and you're like, Ooh, I'd love to have her on the podcast. You know, you're going to DM somebody. They'll, they'll probably say yes, but it's just a matter of following, picking a day. You know what I mean? And it's just that back yeah. and forth, back and forth. That's super time consuming. Have you found, um, like I, I, I have this relationship with time that is associated with money. You have a relationship mm-hmm. with time that is associated with money. Have you found ways to separate them? Time is one thing. Money is another thing. I'm thinking, for example, mm-hmm. I've been reading this book called Sacred Success. Oh. It's by a, a woman named Margaret Stanny or Barbara Stanny. <laughs> and the whole principle of this book is that women <laughs> – have related to money as power. And so they don't necessarily go for it because money and power in this masculine sense Hmm. don't work for them. Or there's a combination of money, power, masculinity that has been existing in the world that doesn't work for women. But what if money is a tool so that they can live into their values and live into their mission? And that is when money flows. Right. But that starts with you changing your relationship and viewpoint, right? Mm-hmm. I've always thought money was and an I opportunity. Also- I always thought it was an opportunity. It was like you could still do whatever you want with it if you get it. But if you're going to – I mean, look how many lottery winners blow it in two years. <laughs> like they like go bankrupt. I'm like, what did you do? So it still didn't like solve any problems. Um, probably created a lot more. So, yeah, you have to have already fundamentally a good relationship with money. Or if you or don't, a- find those resources. And I think women, we're taught not to talk about money. We're still in that Gen X like – you don't ask people how much they make. You don't talk about it at the dinner table. You don't. It mm. was like it was like abortion. Oh, my, Do you guys talk about money? Oh, we, we talk about that's money great because money in my family money was like I just said it's like abortion, Jesus. But it's true. Well, I feel for some like people it, it is. It's <laughs> like, like what's oh, that? <laughs> Whoa! But if you if you grow up in an like a family or an area where money is like abortion and you don't talk about it. Like, or money and sex are similar. Right. You don't talk about it. You are going to have a relationship with money where, mm-hmm. like, you hide what's wrong. You hide what you need. Yep. You don't ask for help. Exactly. Totally. I mean, is my mom going to hear this? <laughs> it's possible. Um, I'm not to get too personal, but I would say, yeah, that's the one thing I'm pissed about my parents at. Pissed at my parents about is 
there was just like, I did not get a money foundation from them at all. I didn't understand how it worked. I didn't understand. I would listen to other friends' parents. I got recommended some books. Um, started watching like shows. Like I'm a, I, I do like Susie Orman. <laughs> some people don't like her. I do like, um, I've had all the books. I've watched her things. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've seen some other people through the years and it's like real specific things like, Ooh, save first or pay down debt, do this to do this. And it's just like kind of coming up with the money philosophy, but I did not get that from my parents. Um, yeah. and I think things are changing too. Like a lot of people are like, you don't necessarily should buy property if you don't want to, that's not necessarily like the way to like, wealth. there's like no middle class anymore anyway. <laughs> That's a whole nother thing, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of like, again, now going back to, is this value like driven? Like what, I don't mean value monetary, like what you're saying, values. Like, is this aligned? Is this all aligned? Like with what I want to do, do I have just enough? Do I need all this other shit? Like, is that like a house full of shit? It's shit. What am I doing to the environment? What am I doing to like, and is all this money tied up in physical things that I could have gone, I could have helped somebody or I could have gone and had an amazing experience. And I just, mm-hmm. some people don't want to travel. That's fine. But could you have done something else of value that would, that aligns with, you know what I mean? I don't know. These are big questions, but yeah. sometimes you're deprogramming something that was told to you. Um, or you're just like, I didn't have a foundation to start with. I just thought you're supposed to go work for the man and then in 20, 30 years, you get a frame and a clock with your name on it and you get a pen. No, that doesn't exist anymore. You got to remember, our parents are the last of that. Like, you know. My dad worked for the same organization right. for I, it, like his whole career. Right. But for a fellowship at the University of Michigan. Right. And he went from like a hospital to the administrative side, you know, like up all of the ladders. And People don't do that anymore. They mm-hmm. hop from place to place to place. You move across country. You, yeah. You you go where the money is. You go where the opportunity is. Um, and again, and are you going to go where the money years. is? Is that like, is that the biggest thing? Because you make the same amount of money. Okay. You're going to go to San Francisco. <laughs> 30% is going to taxes. You can't afford to live there. So here mm-hmm. is like, you got to again, decide what is this like life I want to lead. You have to look at it all in totality. And I don't think... Um, I don't think it's just one thing anymore. No, I don't think it is. And I don't think we do one thing anymore. Right. Like, you know, I don't think doctors are just doctors anymore. Mm-hmm. And I don't think comedians are just comedians. And we're all way more multifaceted than the work that we do. Mm-hmm. And I also think, like, when we're aligned, your money is going to happen in a way that works for you. You will have enough. And it's really weird to shift from, I don't know if I will have enough to I do. Right. That's also like abundance scarcity, right? Kind of like, it's just a matter of like reframing it. But God, it's so hard, right? There's just so many external factors. Sometimes I think about like, for example, taking out a second mortgage on my place because mm-hmm. I have a ton of equity. Right. Um, and what 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 would that give me? Well, then I could hire a bunch of people to help me do some of the things I am unwilling to do, like advertising and marketing and creating a brand for myself. And I think 
like I don't like carrying debt. Mm-hmm. That's just a personal position that it makes me feel it gives me a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if those kinds of things are the ways that we're not helping ourselves. Mm. Where we're not seeing what is already there for us. Do you mean in terms of like resources you have that don't involve money, don't involve mm-hmm. you taking out stress? Or do you mean like maybe you could check your stress and that would help both? <laughs> well, it could go either it way. On, it depends on who you are, right? right? Like I, that would never work for me. <coughs> I know, I know that that wouldn't work for me. Good. I don't like stress. I don't like, I don't like that either. I really don't. I've never carried as much as now, but it was like all these loans and things with the, with the pandemic. And I'm just like, my CPA is like, calm down. It's fine. Everyone's doing it. I'm like, I don't care what everybody's doing. I don't, you know, but then does that go back to us being kind of like the way we were raised in a, I don't know. I have a lot of feelings about it. Cause I feel like dudes don't care. They'll just charge up. (laughs) And is that like the women, like kind of like a little bit of us of like, be more sensible, but then you have like this whole economy that's bu- built on debt. I mean, look at the Trumps of the world. He's just like, ah, I'll take out all these loans. Get all this crap. I mean, that's like not just Trump. This is like the whole society of kind of the upper well, class. Well, they'll just, and then at a certain point, you got friends at the banks, they'll just loan it to you. And then when crap doesn't work out, you just file for bankruptcy. And they use tax laws and evasions and things that are barely legal. Right? <laughs> I, I have thought about I was like, if things don't work out, I'll just file for bankruptcy, bankruptcy. <laughs> but you know what why not this is not exactly why not like why not isn't that what bankruptcy is for i'm not saying go out and do frivolous but people do it all the time men you know honestly men do that shit all the time and then somehow are praised okay. of being like these uh wealth makers and business builders and they owe money all over town i sound like big lebowski she owes money all over town <laughs> And we won't do it. We won't even go to the bank to get like five grand to get the Etsy business off the floor. We right. won't even think because we ask our um, even the right. mom, dad, hey, maybe you got some money that you're going to give me when you kick the bucket. Can I have it now? Like we don't even think about it. But guys will be mm-hmm. like, don't even get me started. My brothers will be like, here, here. <laughs> and I'm like, I have too much pride. <laughs> Janice, maybe that is the uh, non advice I have for is you. That- Start asking people for stuff. And if it doesn't work out, file for bankruptcy. You got a good bankruptcy attorney, I'm sure. I mean. In your back pocket. Like my Mm -hmm. my interview outline, one of the things I'm supposed to ask Mm -hmm. you is like, what help do you need? What works for others? What works for you? And it sounds like some of the help that you need is like these resources. People who will free up your time or give you money so that your time is freed up. Yeah, just give me money. <laughs> is that OnlyFans? What do I do, guys? What I'm just... <laughs> he... well, it doesn't have to. 42-year-old married lady, what do you need me to do? You want to watch me make iced coffee? What, what can I do? Is, is that hot? Is that is that what the kids want? The kids do not want that. All joking aside, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but that's always been my thing, right? It's always mm-hmm. been, okay, understanding I'm a bit of a control freak. What? Clarity. Um <laughs> And I'm like, do it my way and like letting things go. And then, you know, but, but also knowing you can make a change. Like I don't, for some reason, I was like, I've stuck with some things that just weren't working for me for like way too long. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that goes back to, that's, that's a, that's definitely a female thing. That is a the way this like sense of loyalty to certain things. And it's can, it could be used against you though. 
And if it's It'll not really right for you, it's not right for the situation. Man, did we just go down like a feminist rabbit hole? Because I'm here for it. I think we did. I think we accidentally turned this is not advised into feminist rant. Right, exactly. <laughs> and Corona is a white male. Thank you. If you remember nothing else from this, is I'm married to one. Thank you. Please. I was like the caveat with everyone's like, yeah. hey, what do you got cool. against white men? I love them so, so much. Let me wrap up with one other yeah. question. And then you can go on your merry way and live your life uh, and start asking people for help. and money. Thank you. Um, how will you know when you've succeeded? Um, hmm. I think it's, I think certain things will just be happening. I know it sounds, that sounds very passive because I know there's things I have to do to make things happen, but there's just going to be a feeling of, of peace and contentment that I don't have right now, but it, I'm getting there because I'm starting to mm-hmm. see these are things like I went through like all that last year. And then like the year before, cause then before Rowan, I remember I was like, what am I doing? This is like not working, blah, blah, blah. So, um, I feel like I will just know, I'll just know I'm like, okay, these things are firing. And then I can just kind of make little adjustments as needed. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean, I'm working on some things. I think those are all part of like a plan, but I kind of want to be a little more intuitive about it and just be like, I'll feel something. <laughs> and that's okay. Well, Cause usually I'm so analytical about stuff. I'm like, it yeah. must meet this metric and then I will be successful. Ha ha. And I take all the fun and joy and like emotion out of it. What would we see mm-hmm. in your life or in your businesses or in your bank account? Like you can pick any version of a measurement, but what would we, what's the observable measurement of your success? Hmm. Hopefully I'll like just be nicer. Is that <laughs> can you measure being nicer? Can you? No, I just like, I think if things are working, I can just be a more present like person too. I feel like I was always like, I don't know if that's measurable per se. I don't know. I think it would be like, um, I could say yes a little bit more to things because things will be organized and things will be like rocking and rolling. Like they should be rocking and rolling. What am I a boomer? <laughs> it's rocking and rolling back in my day. You don't know about yeah. three dog night, do you? Um, it's like something my dad would say. Love you, dad. Um, so yeah, I think you just, things will be, I don't know. I just want to be nicer and like happier. <laughs> And you will see those things manifest itself when things are this. And I don't feel, or I feel like I'm working towards something and I don't feel like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. My guess is that you will take more than two weeks of vacation a year. Oh, you want to get all tangible. I like it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or a lot more little ones. Like let's not save it all for like this two weeks where I just detox. Like that was like, that's all I can do. Right. I get it. I'm just saying mm-hmm. like that those kinds of quality yeah. of life things that you yearn for, I bet you, you will have. Cool. I'm all for it. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I would sit here and talk to I you. I know. Like I'm days. just like about to crack open a truly I have here. I have like baby <laughs> carrots and truly in my office fridge, you know, nutritious. Holy, I need to do that. Well, I mean, my office fridge is, is around, around a wall. <laughs> Like you have like a real fridge. Yeah. Um, no, thank you so much for having me. And, uh, we will, we will talk again. Okay. So your projects are last locust life, last locust, the show 
Defending Indiana. Oh, crap. I didn't even talk about Defending Indiana. Sorry. Defending Indiana, the podcast, yes. About Indiana. What else? Um, and then Still My Business, if it ever comes back. Um, Adelante Live. That's about it. Because Las Locas Life, there's like three things happening within that. Las Locas Comedies, there's like three things. Defending Indiana, there's like a bunch of things happening with that. Um, and then, of course, you know, work. Um, and then maybe some freelance writing stuff that I'm hoping to get off the ground, too. Badass. Trying. Okay. I love you. you. Thank you. Don't give me advice. (laughs) (laughs) I think I give you so much. This is Not Advice is brought to you by me, Erin Conlin. If you are interested in learning more about my coaching practice or how we might be able to work together, please visit erinconlin.com. This podcast would not have happened without production support from Cedar Cathedral Narrative Studio. 